the Portland Trailblazers mm. would not only be a completely different team with all the accolades under the sun, they would have such a rich history and they would have actually set in motion, you know, dozens and dozens of really interesting things in the NBA that, in my view, changes like the landscape completely. Welcome back to the Basketball Forever podcast. I'm head of editorial Nick Jungfer. Joining me, the founder and a man who's cracked the code when it comes to March Madness brackets somehow, Alex Umsky. I don't know if I've cracked the code, but I've got... um. I'll be doing okay for a guy that knows very little about college hoops. I don't know. So, so you fluke? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, a bit of a fluke. But it's not really... I, you tell me if you think this is a fluke. Go on. So, I didn't want to participate in the bracket because I'm like, uh, I watch it every now and then, but I don't follow it religiously the way I follow the NBL or the NBA. Um, mm. And, you know, Reese in our office, a college hoops expert, is, you know, you should do it, you know, you'll know as much as anyone else, blah, 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 like it's all. Uh, and I was like, oh, if I can't, if I'm not going to, how am I going to compete with you? And he's like, well, I'll probably overthink it, you know, because I'm analyzing it so deeply. And so I just went into the whole thing as like, all right, I'm just going to pick one strategy for my bracket and I'm just going to stick with it right the way through. And my entire strategy was I would always just pick the team that had better rebounding efficiency so whichever team had better uh, basically was the better rebounding team or the more efficient rebounding team I would pick and if they were basically equal I would then take the team with the better overall defensive statistics and that was it and that led to you having the best bracket right now I'm I'm top of the table better than Uh, Reese, the expert better than Reese. I'm three points ahead of him or two points ahead of him yeah right so um, which is a slim margin, and it's still early, we're still early, but you know it's uh, it's coming along nicely. Something for the college, the other college basketball. Something to think to about. Think of, yeah. Something to think about <laughs> next year. Well, you know what else is something to think about? Oh, and I, we have been thinking about it. I love your segues. Butterfly effects in the NBA. Mm. We love these. Like most of our episodes, it just starts with a single conversation and spirals from there um and for people who don't know what i'm referring to when i say butterfly effect the idea that you change a single thing in the past and it alters the future from there on like a domino effect Mm. one of the popular ones uh you know that gets talked about a lot is chris paul yeah what if his trade to the lakers never gets vetoed by david stern Mm. there's the of course like Chris Paul has a ring now. His legacy is looked at differently, but it affects other things as well. Dwight in LA, it affects his legacy. It also means um, so many other things. You remember that? There's a video that the ringer did at the time. Or Grantland. Grantland did it. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Powell ends up in Houston. James Harden never arrives in Houston. There's so many different bits and pieces. Mm. Um, So we looked at a couple. Mm. There's a bunch out there. There's a lot. There's a lot. But I guess the challenge was for us, how far can we follow it along? Exactly. How many years down the line can we go? And so yeah. we each had one. We, we both had our own timelines. And interestingly enough, they do converge at, at, in the mid to later 2000s. That's what makes it extra um, juicy, I think. We, I, I, and I, I like the fact that we both did this independent of each other. 
and came together and they married so nicely. Yeah. Um, but for mine, the way that I thought about mine, which might be a little bit different to you, is I wanted my butterfly effect to be uh, to stretch as long as possible to, and to have the, the what I would, you know, count as like the deepest impact on, on the NBA. And that's sort of really hard to quantify. But I want you to try this one on for size. So when you think about teams in the NBA or in NBA history, what are the teams that come to mind for you in terms of like missed opportunity teams? Teams that have missed out on, you know, huge, huge moments or, you know, acquiring a player or getting a trade right or winning or, you know, anything. What what are the big teams? It can be it from any era. I'm just curious which ones come to mind for you. This is potentially like, you know, stealing your thunder or whatever, but, you know, the Odin and KD situation is a big one. So you're thinking uh, Portland as the main one? That's a big one. there are some, there are lots of what ifs, I guess. There are, there are, it's, it's sort of like a hard one to like point to sort of one team in particular necessarily. Mm. I know that like, you know, Cleveland have had a bunch of what ifs. Um, they've had, you know, six number one draft picks. Uh, which, That's true. I guess they don't come to mind or they didn't spring to my mind just then because they things worked out in a weird way and they got their title. They, they did get their title. But they still had so, their Anthony Bennett and their... A hundred percent. But how's this, right? So Portland, it's funny you mention them. They are the most interesting to me because they've had more number one draft picks than 22 other teams in NBA history. Mm. They um, have had a bunch of top five picks They've and they've had a chance at some of the best players in NBA history. Now, had they have made better decisions right the way from as early as Michael Jordan uh, to as late as Kevin Durant. True. It's the MJ, the missing out on MJ, not just drafting Greg Oden instead of KD. The Portland Trailblazers Mm. would not only be a completely different team with all the accolades under the sun, but they would have such a rich history and they would have actually set in motion, a, you know, dozens and dozens of really interesting things in the NBA that, in my view, changes like the landscape completely. And the other interesting thing is that it affects other teams in, as well in a way that uh, uh, potential opponents who are now mm. freed up to compete a little bit more um, in, in different eras. And there's another team in particular, which is funnily enough, from what I understand, the same team you picked that also benefits from this yep. from this timeline, and then they come together at some point. So I'll just get into it from start to finish, yeah, and and we'll see where we end up. So if you if you go back to um, that draft with Michael Jordan uh, and and the Blazers taking him, which you know you would imagine in hindsight would would be obviously the best possible decision you could make. Mm. But had they have taken a chance on him, they would have then been able to pair up two top 10 shooting guards, arguably top five, depending on how you sort of yeah. do that. Maybe maybe that's a bit too... Clyde was probably what? Do we think top five? Or are we saying top... Maybe we go top, top 10. 10. We'll say he's like eighth, right? Because mm. you got like... 
MJ, Kobe, uh, Wade, Harden, Iverson, Clyde, in my view. I don't know about you. It's about right. So go top 10. We'll go top 10 then. So you got two top 10ers ever mm. on, on that Portland team. Now, what does that mean? Well, number one, the Bulls are a complete dumpster fire of an organization. Uh, they've got absolutely nothing going on for them. Scotty Pippen then doesn't become as sort of, uh, I, I guess, remembered. He's not as remembered and and well known. He's not um, winning six rings, that's for sure. Not winning six rings. Probably has better stats, uh, or potentially, maybe he gets to be the number one guy somewhere. Yeah, well, probably does. But you don't have the same legacy when you don't have the same number of titles. Right. He would have probably put a, together a bunch of seasons like he did in that Bulls season when um, MJ wasn't there, and. Uh, he averaged like 22 a game. Yeah. Um, and he was the best two-way player in the league, you you would mm. you would imagine. Um, but from there, Portland built a dynasty that lasts the entire 90s. Mm. I mean, that's – I mean, they're, they're winning titles the same way that the Bulls are winning titles. They're, they're, you could almost argue that there's a shot for them to win more. It would be such a, ta- such a mm. talented team. Um but then the other team that has the capacity to contend right the way through the 90s as well is the Pistons um, without having to go through MJ in the East. They're just going to probably be making a bunch of NBA finals now um, right, yeah. in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, so what's interesting is, you know, they'll probably go to work They'll they'll end up going head to head a few times. Uh, Portland will get out. You, you sort of could reasonably assume that those guys are going to retire uh, at what roughly the same time. Maybe they extend their career a little bit. Maybe Michael Jordan never leaves. You know, maybe he doesn't retire in '98. Maybe he, you know plays somewhere between I know he went 2003 in the end with the Wizards but maybe he goes a bit earlier than that yeah who knows I mean there's casinos in Portland I assume yeah (laughs) so he could still be in big trouble but and get pulled out for a couple of years maybe so then you've got that Portland team I thought that then it would be fair to say that they sort of start to dip at the same time as they did ordinarily when they had Pippen Mm. And and they you know were in the Western Conference Finals and all. Let, let's say that they sort of start to dip at the at the same point because yeah. all those guys are transitioning out of the NBA. Then it was that over two thousand and four five season that they had the twenty seven and fifty five record, um, which is what got them the number three pick, which they traded down for the number six in order to get uh, Martel Webster, but they did that instead of getting CP3 as the third pick. Mm. So instead, we imagine now that they draft Chris Paul. So now at this point, they've had Michael Jordan in a draft. Now they've got Chris Paul in a draft. Uh, Now, Chris Paul, he was a rookie. Um, You know, he didn't really get New Orleans that far as a rookie. You're a New Orleans fan, so you would remember what it was like. I mean, he was talented, right? Even the best rookies, it's hard for them to really elevate a team too high. 
I mean, he he wasn't even able to sort of elevate them in his sophomore season. I mean, mm. they weren't even they weren't a forty win team. No, um, and uh, they still had some they still had some talented guys on that roster. Um, yeah, just takes not complete even, scrubs. No, because they had got the guys that they ended up becoming quite good with. Yes, hadn't they? And Chris by Chris Paul's second year, they had like West and Pager and Chandler. Yes, yes, but That's it right. took a little while for CP to go. Absolute beast mode in 07, 08. Yeah. So yeah. we could assume then that the Port- Portland Trailblazers drafting Chris Paul are more or less the same sort of same caliber of team. I mean, they had Zach Randolph, who wasn't really a pick and roll center. He was more of a back to the basket kind of guy. Mm. Uh, it's not necessarily the best fit in the early days. Um, and then... Lamarcus was there. He gets drafted. That's right. He's yeah, and he's still so young, isn't he? So he was he was a rookie. You, f- that, you forget that he didn't he, average double digits that season. No, he um, he took a few years to sort of actually play meaningful minutes. And, and and Brandon Roy was sort of like a 15, 16 points per game player. He didn't hadn't come into his own yet. He wasn't that superstar yeah. yet. So it's very very likely. Um, like, you know Portland end up then with another lottery pick and let's say they get the first or the second pick again in 07 like they do in the original timeline instead of taking Odin they take Durant so now you've got a team you've just come out of this think about what this organization could have been it's wild to think if they you have a dynasty that you built with Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler as one of the best one-two punches like guard punches like ever, really. Mm. They can they, they build their dynasty right the way through the nineties, equivalent to the Bulls. They draft Chris Paul uh in in 05. They get Odin. Uh, sorry, they get um uh Lamarcus, they get Brandon Roy, and then they get Durant. Mm. Now they've got a lineup, Chris Paul, Brandon Roy, KD Aldridge, Zebo's moved on at this point. Like now, this has really shaken up the West. This has shaken up the whole NBA. And this is where our timelines start to sort of come together a little bit because we also spoke about what the Pistons were like in the 90s and how they then were able to compete in a more meaningful way for a longer period of time. But they're, they're sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like their what if? Well, their, their power... Uh, remains there's you know right the way through the early 2000s in your timeline right right yeah in the same way that the blazers had the opportunity to not only dominate the 90s but but be incredible in the 2000s Mm. same with the pistons in the 90s for reasons you Mm. outlined you don't have to uh, you don't have the same challenges that they did have in real life Mm. then in the 2000s their sort of odin durant moment was taking Darko Milicic. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot about that. Right now, he's farming parsnips in... <laughs> Where, where's he from again? Um, I can't even oh, remember. Oh, God. He's um, from... Serbia? Montenegro? Um, so, anyway, he's not... He was not... Ser- he's Serbian. He's he, well, he's Serbian. Yeah. What is it with Serbians and farming? <laughs> I'm just thinking of Jokic. And- <laughs> anyway... Um, they take Darko. They could have had, as we know, either Mellow or Wade. 
Mm. Which is just crazy to think. Mm. They have a number two pick, blow it, win a title anyway. But the um the timeline and the butterfly effect that I explored is if they take D Wade instead of Darko. And it's the, funny. Everyone yeah. wants them to take everyone always said like mellow. Yeah, that's what kind of why I wanted well, it's one of few reasons why I wanted to explore. Wade's a bit more of take, an interesting one, right? Because they had sort of like someone at Mellow's they already had Tayshawn Prince, who was in his second year. Yeah, yeah. And he was coming off the back of being able to. Uh, he he just had a really good run. Mm. The, the pre, uh, he was sort of he kind of was establishing himself as the future at that position for the Pistons. Yeah, so I guess they're thinking, you know, we've already got a yeah a, a Wade, mm. a Mello. <laughs> Sorry, Mello. Yeah, we don't already have a Serbian farmer, so we'll. <laughs> we'll choose him. Um, but let's say they take Wade. Mm. The ripple effects get really interesting. Mm. But before, actually, before we get into that, just imagine the lineup. You got Chauncey, Wade, Hamilton, Prince, Rashid Wallace. Oh my God. Ben Wallace. That's a dynasty. I mean, everyone loves that 04 Pistons team as well, as, as they were mm. in, their, uh, in the form that they took, but throw Wade in there as well. Jeez, it's, it's crazy to think about, and of of course there are ripple effects with how different Miami would look. Um, well, yeah. So does Shaq? Because then it, Sha- it's Shaq- 04 and Shaq wants out of LA. That's going to happen regardless. In, regardless. But then he's not trying to get to. He's not getting no. traded to Miami nope. to play with Wade. So where? Yeah. Well, where's he going? I'm reading a bunch of LA Times from 2004 and. Um, Dallas. Mark Cuban was the. Oh. He was the most. Oh. Um. He was far really, out. Really That's hang- interesting. He was really keen on some getting Shaq to town. Because then you've got so then okay so l- let me just think about this. <laughs> so you got 2004. The Pistons win the championship. Yep. Pistons Obviously. win the title. Yep. 2005. So the Spurs were a real problem, mm-hmm. and our this alternate reality doesn't really change that mm-hmm. so that kind of gets interesting i think the spurs win in 05 anyway mm-hmm. um in reality mm-hmm. that's what happens spurs beat pistons yeah and i think that's what happens in this reality because wade is still really young and mm-hmm. as we said with chris paul takes some time at least a year or two you know mm-hmm. even a rookie lebron james you know he wasn't dragging cleveland to the finals mm-hmm. or even the playoffs mm-hmm. so i think pistons in 05 mm-hmm. Sorry, Spurs beat the Pistons in 05. But I just think the Pistons own the next few years. Yeah. Let's say because Wade is in Detroit, not Miami, Shaq doesn't want to go to Miami and it's Dallas who throw everything to get Shaq. To get Shaq. So then, so then there's a world of where it's the Dallas Miami yeah, finals. Yeah. We're seeing Dallas and Pistons. Dallas and Pistons. We're seeing Dirk and Shaq go up against Wade and all those Pistons guys. Wow. Imagine that. And then Pistons would have probably, I think they would have overpowered Dallas there. Because Dallas would have had to ship out everyone. Pretty much everyone they had except for Dirk. So they'd have Dirk and, and Shaq and then not a whole lot else like Devin Harris mm. kind of guys who aren't awful but aren't, uh, you know, Difference makers in the finals. Whereas the Pistons are so stacked at this point. Right. So then we go to 07. I think it's 
Um, so the Spurs, you look at 07 in real life, the Spurs are back in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not playing LeBron's shitty 07 Cavs. They're clearly no. pay- playing the Pistons. Yeah, because the Pistons would have bounced them. They would. Yeah. Instead of LeBron going ham on them in the conference finals like he famously did in 07. So it's Pistons, Spurs. I think now Wade's older, um, a few years older. He's been in the league for three or four years now. And as we know in real life, you know, he only he drafted in 03. He only needed three years to go ham in 06 mm. against the Mavs, the real life Mavs. So I think Wade has matured enough by this point to where Detroit are beating the Spurs Nice. In those finals. Yeah. The it, revenge tour. Right. Oh, wait. Really interesting as well. Of course, in, in real life, that was the Celtics beating the Lakers. Mm. But do we think the Pistons are still winning at all? I kind of do. I yeah. do. I do wonder the miles on their body, at what point does that catch up with them? At this point, you know, Rashid Wallace is 33 years old. It's probably their last run. I think uh, so. And I and I still think that with with D Wade in his prime, that is a better team than Boston mm. were going to were at that time. And that Boston team was good enough to beat Kobe's Lakers that year. And not only beat them, but it was a beatdown in that uh game six deciding yeah. uh, the one that finished the series. So, so this is where our timelines sort of meet in the middle. Oh, true, because things get really interesting for you in 07. So we've just drafted KD. We've had mm-hmm. our, our first season. Um, we've come into, uh, and then it, you've had, you know, we've had our first season or two, and then we've had, so we've had 07, 08, and now we're in the 08, 09 season. Right. Um, which is, this is an interesting one, right? Because now Portland, Kevin Durant is a 25 points per game player mm. in his second year. Chris Paul, that was in the 08-09 season. In the 08-09 season, Chris Paul, that's when he had his highest points per game in his entire career. He also led the NBA in assists. He led the NBA in steals. So you've got them on a team together. 08-09 was uh, Brandon Roy's best season. That's when he had his highest scoring season ever. And then that, that was also the season that LaMarcus was, he became an 18 points per game sort of scorer um, and was uh, fully healthy. He played all 81 games. It's crazy season. how everything's clicking at the same time. Everything if those guys were together, lined. it's all coming up, Portland. It all lined up. So now these guys, they're rolling. That's like a 60-win team. Mm. They probably are a better team than the Lakers in mm. 09. They would have gone to the finals. And this is the finals where um, you think that perhaps the Blazers uh, face off with the Pistons or where do the Pistons end up in your timeline at this point? I think the Pistons, having been to so many finals in a row, this is the at end. some point they've got to run out of steam. Yeah. And I sort of went back and forth on what happens in the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Mm-hmm. That was the year when the Magic, mm-hmm. in, in real life, the Magic beat the Cavs mm. in the uh, Conference Finals. So I think it's like, is it Magic or Pistons? I kind of think the Pistons finally 
Mm. They're definitely not winning at all. And I think mm. they're probably losing to the Magic Conference Finals. So then you got this world where it's Dwight in his absolute prime taking on your freakish Blazers. Yeah. Like, which that's got to be a, if the Lakers are beating the, the Magic. Or the Magic, yeah. This Blazers team is giving them absolute work. Yep. You've got to assume. So yep. then we're looking at definitely a title in 09. I don't know about 2010. The, the the nostalgia in me wants to make sure that the Lakers still win that. Yeah. But I don't know. It's a it's an open question. But w- what we do know for sure is that that Bla- Blazers team, that's definitely changed the way that the rest of the the next decade plays out in the NBA. I mean, that means with Wade there, Wade with the Pistons, um, who are still competing uh, at a meaningful level? Uh, there's no, probably no. There's well, there's no Miami Heat big three. No. Uh, with Chris Paul competing now for championships with the Blazers, there's no Lob City. Yeah. There's no OKC big three. Right. Which means there's no James Harden trade to the Houston Rockets. Um, and. If you keep going down that timeline, you've got um, the Warriors then without Chris Paul. Uh, sorry, the Clippers without Chris Paul, I meant to say. Yeah. Won't have a reason to match Golden State's offer for DJ. So right. People forget DeAndre people Jordan. Forget. The Warriors were chasing they him. They made that play for him in 2011. Mm. The Clippers probably have no reason because, because then they're not, they don't need a lob city because yeah. they, they probably actually need a better center Mm. so then deandre jordan goes to the warriors but based on the size of that deal that actually would prevent then the warriors from ever being able to sign kd right yeah not that he'd even probably want to go because at that point he's not in the position he was in okc he was actually he's actually already got a chip to his name so now the warriors are obviously exceptional but they're not the kd warriors that never happens so then there's no Damian Lillard in Portland. And now we're looking at, well, you've got the Spurs that are going to continue to compete at a high level. Kawhi is going to continue to compete and mm. probably still be a finals MVP, depending on which team from the East makes it to the finals. That, you know, if he leaves for the Toronto Raptors still, um, the Toronto Raptors are still going to beat the Warriors because the Warriors are not going to have KD. Yeah. So it goes on and on. It goes on forever. LeBron probably ends up going to his second choice, which was New York, to team up with his buddy Camelo. Yeah, I don't know if he would be able to resist going to the Mecca yeah. with his good buddy Melo, who he was clearly dying to play for. He finally got his wish in mm. uh, last year. Um, yeah, crazy. Oh, and Seattle get rugged with... Craig oh Oden. my gosh, that's the worst sporting team franchise like story ever. Then Seattle's that, thinking Greg Oden fell to us in number two, and, then <laughs> and it's actually a world of pain from there. They get one horrendous season, and then the franchise disappears. <laughs> that's the Oklahoma story. City uh, uh, watching that, thinking the Oklahoma City pulled the deal, watching the Greg Oden disaster, <laughs> and they actually the Sonic stay in Seattle. Actually, holy crap, that's a, that yeah. is a timeline. Yeah, that's a whole other 
can but of worms. It, but it's funny how, yeah, Portland making the decision to draft Michael Jordan could have led to a domino effect that would have resulted in Portland still being able to compete in today. Yeah, there are so many different things that changed. That is the beauty of the butterfly effect. You could do this all day, really. There's a million different timelines uh, you could come up with. And you know, this is just like two that mm. we thought of. But um, you know, I challenge anyone to come up with a – like you could come up with a dozens better than this. Where I'm interested to see what other people think of. The Warriors, I was just thinking, they kind of feel like the anti-Blazers in terms of they've got so fortunate – you know, if, um, mm. like you said, if they didn't, if DeAndre Jordan ends up there, they can't get KD. If Steph's ankles hold up when he's younger, they have to give him more money earlier on. They can't get KD. There was the whole thing of um, they were really interested in trading a young clay for Kev- Kevin, Love. Kevin Love. Jerry West, who was an advisor with the Warriors at the time, said, if you do that, I quit. He saved them. Well, Jer- if Jerry West was never there, if Jerry West was overruled, the whole Warriors dynasty looks different. So I just feel like... Well, it's, is it a dynasty then? Be- well, then well, it, sorry, it raises it, it does a lot of questions. It just doesn't exist. Because then if they've got... Um, yeah, if, if Love's there, then we're never going to see Game 6 Clay, which means we're never going to see OKC gets bounce, get bounced, which means we might not necessarily ever see KD go to the Warriors either. Yeah, and the Warriors snatch up K-Love when they do. So I guess we don't see the K-Love, Kyrie, LeBron either. We could we could do this all day. It's it's crazy, hey. I know we've just started a whole second one, but yeah. It really is like a completely different world that we've sort of stepped into there. I yeah. kind of wish we could... We built a bit of an NBA multiverse there, I think. I wish we could live it, but mm. then we would think that the current day, how it's actually turned out is so wild and we'd be saying, I wish we could live that. Mm. But it is good fun to think about. They're fun hypotheticals. And as always, throwing it out to the people, we want to hear your best butterfly effects. Yeah. And give me the what ifs. Give me the what ifs. We love them. The more and- dominoes, the better. <laughs> Just go crazy. Or criticize ours if you want. Yeah, sure. Um, but we'd love to hear yours as well. See how many years you can, I guess, stretch it out for. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the deeper you get into it, the more fun it gets. Let us know what you come up with. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys again next week. 